Hi, this is Rick from Starbase 66, and you're listening to an apotheosis of a bombast. So, set your phasers to stun, photon torpedoes ahead, warp factor 10, and may the force be... Oh, jeez. That's too geeky even for me. Just take it away, Scott. Stand by for action. I feel glorious! I really don't want to say this. I love them. everyone and welcome to episode 82 of an apotheosis of a bombast that's a-p-o-t-h theosis of a bombast <laughs> i'm one of your hosts scott copperman the mentally spelling challenged and with me as always is our co-host from across the atlantic the land of princes and princesses mr Ellen mcmanus hello sir you're right yeah, I'm fine. I I understand your your brain is um, contracting with words and letters that are on LSD and seem to have a belt around their neck and hanging from a door naked. That's what bizarre. it sounds like to me, anyway. Normally, I'm pretty good at um, managing the speed of my hands or or mouth with my brain, but in that instance, for some reason, my brain was already done spelling by the time <laughs> the words were ready to go. And what comes next now? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. And what a stage to do it on as well. I know. Bravo. It's the comfort I feel with the bombastards. <laughs> Good stuff. Which, you know, I, I do want to jump right on the bat there. Uh, I made a, a appeal of sorts on the Facebook page. And actually, I'd done it on the syndicated forum as well, calling for... Um, Support for a friend of mine, uh, the TV geek Paul Goble. He's he's entered in this contest to be uh, the chief burger officer of the Red Robin restaurant chain. Mm-hmm. And basically, what it is is there's like 400 people, and it's a popularity contest. You put your picture up there, you answer some questions, and you get people to come and click. I recommend Paul, and uh, you know whatever. I don't even know what ends up happening, but but there's a counter, and you can only vote once per day. And, yep. you know, I, I've noticed that the number has remained relatively constant despite uh, making the request to our 80 or so uh, Facebook fans and um, definitely the Simply Syndicated forum. I was hoping to see a little spike. And uh, I don't know. I, like, I understand. I, I'm not one normally when someone sits there and says, hey, vote for me for this or, you know, click here and and support uh my daughter in her her uh clickathon but then i was thinking about that and i i do if it's a very easy thing you know i i don't always want to go and donate twenty dollars to this or five dollars to that or yeah if it involves registering for something or even sometimes if it involves giving my email address if i can't do it with a you know me at me.com a lot of times I'll just let it go. But I was, uh, this is just literally, go to the site, click, nobody even knows you're there. And I was surprised and a little bit disappointed. Hmm. I, I, I did vote, by the way. Uh, uh, I find it very hard. I think you sometimes have to shepherd people along and tweet them and say, have you done it yet? You know, could you do this? Could you do it right now? And then, get them in the frame of mind and especially if it's not the actual person doing it it's yeah, someone it's on their behalf you know personally yeah yeah it's very hard to get people to do that so i i can understand there being a tiny little peak and nothing after that but really throughout the the general population of the internet it's really hard to get people to do that for you no and i do understand that and uh it, like i i realize that even for me a lot of times it's something i'll see something and it'll make me think of that and then I try not... I don't want to bombard people with a daily reminder because, number one, it's not my thing. Number two, it's it's not that important. <laughs> but I just... I, I kind of was looking at it as... Um, kind of almost like a measure of... I don't want to put it in a negative way. Not a measure of the fandom, but we were just talking before on air about, you know, exactly how many listeners do we have and subscribers and 
And yeah, there's 80 fans on the Facebook page, but how many of them actually like visit the links and check the things? And uh, we know there's it's... like 10 or 12 who do regularly. And I, I thought, how awesome would it be if, oh, it was 36 today and tomorrow it's 91? Oh. Yeah. I think it's very hard to gauge who's listening, who's listening when, and who's checking what when. Not everyone's on Facebook all the time. Half the people are, but a lot of people aren't. I wouldn't get down on it. I really wouldn't. No, I, I was just kind of like... It It wasn't disappointment in what happened so much as the absence of how awesome that was. You know what I mean? Like, It's like when you're thinking... If you were to think, oh, I wonder if someone will throw me a surprise party. Ooh, you know, and... No, you could still have a very nice birthday, but you get yourself thinking a little bit like, maybe there's a surprise. Oh, oh, Amanda's not home. Sure, she's going to the market. Uh Uh-huh, yep, yep. And uh, you just get get yourself worked up that way. I get like that all the time with everything as well. (laughs) You know, come around Christmas time, you think, you know, drop enough hints, you know, surely they'll get it. And it just falls on deaf ears. Yeah, I've given up the... The gift receiving never matches the gift hinting that goes on. No, no way. <laughs> no way does it. You always think, oh, I got you such a wicked gift. I'm looking forward to this in my head at the moment. And you Leave get... it on the counter, little little catalog with, oh, oh, did I leave it open on that page? Sorry. Yeah. With, with pencils pointing to the picture uh-huh. that you really want. <laughs> the worst is when you get that, oh, I, I don't want to ruin it. There was something you said you wanted. I think you're going to be excited. And, oh, yes, here it comes. Green Lantern. Blackest Night catalog. Yeah, woo. And it's, you know, what is this? Do you remember we were in that store back in the summer and you said this would look great on the mantle? Isn't yeah. it? Have you got no. a fake uh, loser's face then, have you? A bit like the Oscars where they have to practice their, oh, oh, well done. Well done. You I have, have to, to have admit, that for I, Christmas. I, I feel so comfortable in my house that I don't hide it. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, great. What did you get again? Oh yeah, two two massages at that new spa down the street. What did I get? Oh yeah, you're right. I did say I needed more undershirts. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the very top of the show, you mentioned um, princes, princes and princesses, didn't you? Yes. Uh, you probably understand that there's a big royal wedding going on over here, and nobody gives a monkey's uncle about it apart from all the royalists. It gets a little bit of press, but we have the NFL draft starting tonight. So, for What's, what's that? That's, that's, uh, that's soccer, football, well, basketball. It's American football. Oh, and it's, oh that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's really the only significant news going on now because of the strike lockout situation. So, What's a strike lockout before we go on to Prince oh, and Princesses? Well, it's, it's technically a lockout. They... They had negotiated the whole system of doing business, salary scale and, and drafts and free agency rules and such. And I guess the uh, 32 owners two years ago had basically decided, you know what, we don't like this agreement anymore. And they started all the all the steps of basically after, um, I think it was after the Super Bowl this past year in February, they basically said, nope, we're done. We're not uh New rules, or we're not playing at all. And they negotiated for a little bit and then said, you know what? <laughs> we're shut down. You know, uh, players oh. are not allowed to have any contact with the teams, don't come to the buildings. There's Do no football have, for anybody. Uh, have salary caps in? Uh, no, but that's one of the. That's negotiated. Sometimes there's a penalty for it, sometimes there's. Different leagues have different things. Right, okay. You're listening to an apotheosis of a bombast. So you just mentioned um, about that that loser's face and putting, you know, trying to hold your disappointment. Um, my son had just poked his head in for a minute and he was saying, "Oh, Dad, my my new favorite Godzilla theme is that one that goes." And he started singing a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, it's great!" And uh, I said, "Actually, Jay, that's the one from the." Uh, the American Godzilla movie. And he, he would have thought someone just told him, like, there was no Christmas anymore and it was all his fault. Oh, he just was no. like, like, 
because uh, he, for whatever reason, he he thinks you're not supposed to like that movie. Therefore, he's like embarrassed to to like anything about it. And he was just like, oh. but I, I I I thought I heard that during uh, Final Wars, or I don't know, Jay, but that's that's where that comes from. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he just sulked back up in his room to go race it, I think. Yes, go sit in the corner, little son. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to race it from everything I own now. Uh, what other little Where random pop culture thing? I just popped in my head. Uh, I was poking around on the internet today, and I haven't been able to find a high enough quality one that I'd want to put it on the Facebook page. But if you look at Family Guy and Modern Warfare 2, there's a... a funny little bit of um uh basically it's it's peter griffin from family guy playing modern warfare for the first time and he's obviously not being very successful right and, okay uh, you know then it cuts to like the computer screen you know the game screen you get to see the game going on and all yeah and uh it only lasts like 15 seconds but it, it was funny and it, it made me think of all all the simply syndicated people who <laughs> play on on Xbox, you know, and I was thinking, oh, it's, uh, I gotta get on there. Yeah. Good well, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that very, very soon, <laughs> if you don't mind. Cause, sure. Yeah. I've, I've got a gripe to bear on that one, I suppose. All right. But yeah, while we're talking about very small movies, I saw on Twitter, it was the, at the ramen noodle, this guy, he's, he does, uh, the audacity to podcast podcast Mm -hmm. and he stuck up a little thing uh with you heard of the game portal yes and obviously they brought out portal 2 now haven't they yes Uh, i'm intrigued by that have you ever played it yeah i've played portal is it it's really good it's mind bending let's put it like that and it gets you thinking a lot is it a a puzzle game kind of like bejeweled like i know it's not like bejeweled but is it the kind of thing where it's it's time killer 3d 3D um, immersive world puzzle game. Hmm. It's really good once you get into it. And once you... I The first time I played Portal, I started playing it. And I thought I was actually playing... Uh, like when you first start playing Half-Life, they teach you the buttons and show you how to run under this pipe and jump over this pipe. I thought I was doing that. But no, that was actually playing the game. And then I realized I was. And then it, then it started getting really good. <laughs> oh, look, I'm playing. Yeah. This isn't the training level. Oh, okay. This is quite good. I like this. It's like when you learn to ride a bike and you're like, Dad, okay, you could let go now. I've been letting go for a while. Yeah. You've been on your own. But he, he put this uh, video. It's a cross between Portal and Mario Brothers. It's the old uh, NES version of Mario Brothers or Fami, Famicom that you guys used to have or the, the um, Japanese used to have. But it's brilliant. I'll put it up on the, the Facebook page. I'll put it in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to see that, it'll be there. Okay, cool. That's cool. But, um, yeah, right. Getting back to where we were anyway, about 10 minutes ago. Uh, Prince and Princesses. Yes. It's going off tomorrow. Let's put it like that. There's a big wedding over here. Up until around about a week ago, I couldn't give a toss. But now, uh, over the slow media burn that is over here, and it is constantly on here, and they're going through the old weddings and stuff like that, I've, maybe it's just me, I kind of like the pomp behind it. I like all the tradition and the grandeur of it, I suppose. I like all the, the old photos of like, the people wearing medals, basically. I don't know, I don't know, I, I <laughs> Can't put my thumb on it, what it is that I like about it, but I'm not excited for the wedding, because that, that's just a wedding. I think it's more the history, and it going down in history, and then in 20 years' time you'll see this in history, and ooh, ooh didn't they look different then? Before Do you they think they'll in. be together 20 years from now? I don't know. I really don't know. Everyone's different, aren't they? It's. Yeah. I, I really get fed up with people coming out with stats and saying, well, they beat this team... 4-0 on this day 20 years ago, so surely they should be able to beat this team 4-0 on this day today. Oh, well, those and are the most worthless stats, the ones you're talking about, yeah. I hate all that sort of stuff, and predicting the future with references to the past, it just doesn't mean anything to me. But I like all the 
the pomp and all the the soldiers and uh, horses and just it going into the history books. Now, who pays for the wedding? I think they most. Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, is there like a huge group decrying like the spending on on the wedding, or if it's <sighs> privately funded, it's probably. It's Let not go. all privately funded, no. It comes out of our coffers. Some of it does, anyway. I'm pretty sure, and they're trying to keep it as low-key as they can, as you can keep, like, second mm-hmm. to the throne uh, wedding low-key. But I th- some of it is coming out of their pockets, and some of it is coming out of our pockets. I could be wrong there, but that's the way I've seen it anyway. But it's going to be all over the newspapers and the, the media, literally from the moment you wake up tomorrow until three days time well, I it's remember always going to be there the Prince Charles Princess Diana wedding that was a I remember watching that here we we will not be watching watching tomorrow's wedding yeah but uh, my daughter was told to dress up for school because really? of the wedding yes her teacher's a hippie though so maybe that was when England and America were slightly closer together I don't know did I notice the prince is going bald too is oh yeah yeah. But to how old is he? He's got to be 29-ish, 28. Let me think. And my, if you ask me, I would say Charles and Diana were married around 82, 81, 83, somewhere in there. Around that ballpark, yes. Yeah, so I guess so. That's Then he must have been born relatively quickly then. Around about 82-ish. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I I enjoy. I know it sounds a bit callous, but I I like uh, September. No, not September. God, Christ, don't say that. Um, when is it? Eleventh November. I like November the eleventh. It's like the eleventh day, eleventh hour. It's like your um, Soldiers Day or whatever you call it, Veterans Day. That's it. Soldiers mm-hmm. Day. Christ, that <laughs> sounds lame. <laughs> Um, I like it over here because you get all the the marches and people coming out and they're putting their poppies down and stuff like that. I, I like all that history going along with that. Yeah. I kind of look forward to watching that on the TV. I just like all the ceremonies around it. So I, I don't care where they're going to go on bloody honeymoon. I don't care what they're doing before. I don't buy newspapers anymore anyway. So hopefully going to get out the media trap. Is there a big terror watch? Because you've actually yeah. been victimized more in recent years than America has. Yeah, well, there's um, there's lots of people sleeping outside um, where all the parade, uh, parade is going to be happening. And they've been camping down there for two, three days now, just so they get a, a front row view. So I'm imagining they're having sniffer dogs going through everyone, you know, maybe once or twice a day police lining the streets and it's just going to be the biggest occasion over here and there's going to be so much security mm-hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it but one thing that has come out of it that is a wonderful thing it was on uh, Mr Tim Morris's uh, Facebook page I'm sure he didn't come up this because he's not this witty but what he has done on his Facebook page he's put um, on there what's your royal wedding guest name Start with either Lord or Lady. Your first name is one of your grandparents' name. Your surname is your first pet, double-barreled with the name of your street that you grew up on. <laughs> so who would you be? I would be Lord Harold Puffmarker. <laughs> Harold Puffmarker. Or Merker. Puffmarker. Brilliant. Now, I put down... What did I put down? I'll I'll be... Lord Ronald Ziggy Cumberland. I didn't grow up on... Yeah, I did grow up on Cumberland. Yeah, I'll be Lord Ronald Ziggy Cumberland. Oh, that's so cool. But that also leads into your porno name as well. And I think that was your first pet with your mother's maiden name. So what would your porno name be? Puff Jamarino. Wicked, man. <laughs> Mine would be, what would my first pet be? Uh, 
it'd be Ziggy as well. Yeah, Ziggy Rose would my my porno be. <laughs> Ziggy Rose. Nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really bothered about the wedding, so let's move along. I know you're more upset by the collapse of the the PlayStation Network. You had to replace your credit card because it got hacked. Is that right? I'm sorry, you're breaking up there. Sorry, hang on. <laughs> Is this thing this on? Yes. Yes. You can't deny it. You can't deny what you don't like. No, I can't believe what's happened. This happened while I was on holiday. And um, obviously I didn't know anything about it. This happened a couple of days ago now. And the whole of the PlayStation Network has been taken down. Uh, through to hackers, they say. Whether someone just leant on a keyboard and typed in the wrong password somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I've had to cancel my credit card that goes onto there. And, yeah, not best pleased about that. Although now you're getting all these, you know, you included, I'm pointing the finger at you, all these people bouncing around going, oh, well, look, I've got an Xbox. Ooh, I think I'll be playing tonight with my friends. Yeah, up yours. I don't care. <laughs> you're all idiots as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's plenty of games that are only on PlayStation that, there's a, there's a baseball game I'd prefer to be playing. There's that little planet. looks intriguing with the little sock puppet guy. Yeah. Would you trust uh, Sony from now on or not? Because it seems like they've lost all of well, everyone's uh, passwords. They've lost everyone's date of birth. They've Whether it's been lost or copied, I don't know. It's a uh, position you are in on the planet. They've lost... Uh, Possibly credit card numbers and uh, expiry dates on them and sort codes and other bits because some people have their bank account linked to their uh, yeah. PSN. I just have a, a card that runs through that and it's a lot easier because it's a visa and then you should really be covered through yeah. fraud. Yeah. But I didn't like the idea of, you know, I should be all right. No, balls to that, I got rid of it. But I just can't believe that they got hacked and then left it and then left it and then came out and said, um, yeah, guys, we've lost everything. Sorry about that. And they sent me an email today saying, yeah, um, we're sorry the internet, or the PlayStation Network isn't working. Um, we may have lost something of yours. We're not too sure because there's 77 million users on this. Now, did they shut it down to prevent the hackers to be able to use the stuff that's there? I don't know. I really don't know. Surely if the hackers have got it, then they've got it, haven't they? Yeah, All but it may be, numbers. they may be looking at it as, let's lock it down and then put some sort of tracking system in place so that when we turn it back on, you know, we can see you know who's using the stuff from where. I don't know, can they do that? The way I see it, when people hack... This is from movies, by the way. Yeah. When people hack stuff, you, you plug your computer in, you have like a big taskbar that comes up and you download up to 50%, 70%, 90%, all gets nervous. Hurry, hurry the there's someone at the door. <laughs> yeah, the, the music builds and you're like, oh my God, I've only got two more percent. Quickly, quickly, quickly. What's going on in there? Yes. And then it's transferred and then you've got all, everyone's details. So I don't know if it's like that or whether... People keep diving into the network or what? No no one's no one knows what's going on. And I think it's a pretty bad show. Yeah. From their part. But then again, if it happened to Microsoft, I guarantee all the people on Xbox would have gone, Yeah, guess they'd do that. Oh well. And it, no one would have made a fuss, but because it's Sony, I think everyone likes attacking Sony, don't they? Well, I think people like attacking Microsoft too. It's if it happened on Microsoft, someone would have access to the first internal memo where it was acknowledged it happened, and they'd say, you knew about this Thursday morning at 6.32 a.m., and you didn't tell anyone until Thursday at 2 p.m. Yeah. That would be the, the big attack. I yeah, it's it's crazy the way that they can just dive in there. It, apparently it stands for this anonymous group as well. Well, they say a lot of it is just, you can hack things just by brute force. I mean, today's computers and machines are so so quick that 
you know, it is kind of like the movies where you just have the thing go through every possible letter number combination and what used to take years now takes a matter of, of hours. That's madness. Especially with that amount of people on there and bank accounts linked to it. I'm not too sure whether I'm going to link my card back up to there or not. Mm. Just for the sake of... I, see, why did I have my card on there? I think when you open their account, they ask they for your card. They force you to sometimes. You have yeah. to prove you're 18 sometimes. That's another way. But that's yeah. the thing. Like You can say, I'm not going to do it, and then... Like I was registering some software today for work, and it it asked me a whole bunch of questions I didn't want to answer, you know. And I I didn't want to give a fake email address. I didn't want to give my real email address. I just didn't want to put an email address there at all. Yeah. And, you know, phone number. And you know, when I do the phone number, a lot of times I put in, you know, six oh nine, blah 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 blah, and I'll type in no list. Yeah. And, and it's oh no, sorry, can't have any letters in there. Well. <laughs> I don't want my number on a list, so unless I have a way to say that, then... Yeah, because then they sell that to the highest bidder, really, don't they? Yeah. And that's that's balls. It's very similar to this um, iPhone tracking that's been going on as well. You aware of this? Is this the GPS? I'm your... not... I think it is GPS, yeah. It's just your iPhone tracks you where you go. I, I'm not too sure... I'm not a tech guy. Come on, guys. I think that's Everyone a little bit that. conspiracy because I've heard that a couple times... But the idea is to use like the um, to use a lot of the fancy features of the iPhone, where like you can sit there and and like in the commercials, oh, I'm hungry mm. for Chinese food tonight. It has to know where you are to be able to search the directory of local things. Or yeah, you know, it, it needs it needs to have the GPS feature activated. And I remember when my father got an iPhone, he was he didn't want that feature, and my brother said. Well then, this app, this app, this app—they're not all—they're all not going to do what you think they're going to do because it's all location-based. Yeah. But then I could see how people sit there and go, "It's tracking your movements, man." And and. Well, I don't think that's the the major thing about it, though. I think everyone's aware that if you open your phone and it says, "You know, would you like to use your location?" You either press yes or no, and that's not a problem. I I can deal with that. I think it's more. When you sync up your phone to your iTunes, then it stores the data on there, and it's copying that data across, hmm. and that's where the problem lies. Because now they're they got a, a database of where you have been in two places, not just on your phone, but on your computer as well. And that computer is linked to the internet. But do you think it's like a a list? of location something useful or do you think it's the kind of thing where like they say that uh if if someone sat there and put down a list of of 50 websites you visited or 50 search terms you entered they could kind of narrow down who you are just because oh we looked up mcmanus he looked up uh you know apotheosis for bombast and somehow you can mine that data and get you can use logical reasoning to piece things together as opposed to it specifically saying this is your name this is your address this is your I think it's more to do with a couple of years down the line do you remember what we said about the connect being inside your TV and yes. and scanning just knowing who's in the room and showing who's in the room mm-hmm. uh, certain adverts Shows they want yeah yeah and I think this could be for that where they're they're tracking you know oh th- this person goes here that person goes here these people don't go without uh, outside of a radius of let's say twenty miles and the the whole population on a day to day basis doesn't really go outside this uh, distance or goes out to a hundred miles and looks at the places where you're going and then from that point on they can maybe maybe see what shops you go in. And then go, okay, fine, this guy likes this. He searches for this on here. Join the two together. Okay, this woman over here, she likes going into this shop and this shop and this shop. She likes looking at here and she orders this kind of food. And they're just collating all this information together. To, it's just to sell, sell, sell to people. Yeah. It's funny. It, two days ago, I was 
online and I clicked a link to a link to a link to a link and all of a sudden I found myself somewhere it was talking about um, I think what had happened was I was reading about Microsoft shutting down a whistleblower site and then there were other links about it was um, someone had written to various companies under the Freedom of Information Act and asked how much does it how much does the government pay when they request your phone records or your internet records and such to, you know, for, for criminal, you know, police purposes. Yeah. And basically about half the American companies at Verizon and Yahoo and a lot of the, the bigger names said, we're not telling you. And then, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you're not telling us? It's Freedom of Information Act. And the, the answers given back were things like, it would infuriate our customers. It would embarrass our company. And so they're like, well, now we want to know even more. Yeah, of course <laughs> like, you do, yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's embarrassing, then that's not a good thing, is it? And um, it, it turned out to be certain people had known and leaked it, and that, that was one of the sites that had gotten shut down. And it was it was something like it was, uh, I think, $2,500 for a 45-day monitoring and it, it revealed that certain things, instant message stuff was only held for 20 days by one company and for for six months by another company. And it painted this picture of, you know, it was a lot of things, a lot of information about there, out there about you. But at the same time, you would have to really, really want to make an effort to try to connect the dots and go through. And it was even, um, I think, on Scribd. One of the sites had the official Microsoft guide to dealing with law enforcement, and it was like uh, sample subpoena forms and things like if if you're going to to request information from Microsoft, this is what you need, this is what you bring to the judge, and all the stuff. and And they even said like if you're going to contest something that happened on whatever the Microsoft version of Facebook is or one of their social networks, like you're concerned about a picture. You're going to have to ask for the entire file. You can't. We can't go through and just get you that one piece of information you want. You know, we can't just go get Elton McManus's activity on June 3rd. You have to get the entire McManus file or the entire photo file for for the week. So it, it made it seem like it was prohibitively difficult to, to uh, get that stuff. Unless it's something like... The CIA has been watching you for a while, yeah, and they're they're really kind of filtering in on you. Do you not think that that file of you and your whereabouts and what you're doing is your property, or should be your property, and it's not for someone else to sell on to another business? I think it should be your property, but I think there's just too much. Too much that seems to fall under the public's right to know that your your embarrassment doesn't override doesn't create a need for privacy. I think. No, I understand that. If it's true, and, I guess that's the key. If it's if you can somehow say that it was not true, then you have a, a case. But if someone sat there and says, you know, oh yeah, Scott peed his pants in second grade, and somehow I happen to do that, it'd be like. <laughs> I have no recourse for that, you know. Oh, you got fil- film footage. Great. Well, my bigger concern is that someone could sit there and say, well, McManus killed a man. No, he didn't. Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, yeah. okay, well, now there's you know, a newspaper article that says suspected killer. But if I put it on Facebook, the information would be free and open to everyone then, wouldn't it? Yes. And then it would be questioned. That's bizarre. Everyone wants to be so secret, but then they create this website where everyone just puts their phone numbers and addresses and when they're in a relationship and everything about them into one website. And then they can just sit there going, ugly jubbly about that person. Let's sell him these adverts. But that too, like I, I mean, it's only recently that I've gotten on Facebook and it was because that was the only way to access certain information. But I still try to give as little as possible and I'll, like you'll go to um, a newspaper site and it'll say 
like this with your Facebook account. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want the San Diego Union Tribune to know my Facebook identity and I'd like things to be separate, but more and more I'm finding um like sites that I joined in 2002 or 2007, you know, now they start to say, "Oh, you can log in with your original ID or I guess either they have a partnership or they were bought out by somebody." And oh, use your Microsoft Live ID, use your Facebook ID. Yeah, I'd rather have fifty different, fifty different passwords and such. Yeah, of course. Well, another man that was trying to hide his identity a little while ago, allegedly. Here, the little bunny ears I'm doing. Um, your president, apparently, yes. he's where was he born in? Born in Honolulu now. Yes. Well, he Is always that... said he was. He just yeah. They said, See, "Where were you born?" He said. Honolulu, and they said, right. He said, no, I was. Prove it. So he gave them a document, and they said, or certain people said, yeah, but this is just a copy of the document. <laughs> and so on and so on, and then finally he's released far more proof than you or I would ever want to have to. Now, if a man has to, is planning to go for the presidency of the United States. Yes. And they have to be a citizen of the United States. Well, it's open to debate whether you have to be born on American soil or born right. to American parents. Oh, is it? Ah. So that's... But surely the the first port of call would be, okay, right, you're, you're going to uh, put your money in and you're going to run for an um, election. Where's your birth certificate? Surely uh... that would be the first question. Yes, but I think, like, I have a copy of my birth certificate, and it's a copy. And nine up and certainly up until the most recent decade, that was more than enough. Sometimes you get people saying, "Oh, I need a notarized copy," or you need something that makes it more official. But I, I assume whatever he provided, his opponents decided like they wanted like the ink still wet, original paper. Yeah, <laughs> signed like and with a photograph, like a an autograph or signed jersey would have numbered well, number been... one of one. Yeah, how long has he been in now? Is it three years? I think just two. Was it two years. Yeah, he started well, two and a half, I guess. Wait, he's got what another one and a half guaranteed anyway. So why didn't he just string it out a little bit longer? Because and the, just Donald Trump this... was just uh, he should have let Donald Trump just hang himself with the yeah. way he was acting, but. He should have carried on and on and on and then brought out his autobiography or whatever it is at a later date and said, look, here's a copy of it. It's all right. There was no worries. It's just a distraction. And the one good part about it is that there really is no viable opponent to run against him right now. And Mm. for people to sit there and and base their plan on conspiracy theories, (laughs) I I don't want that person to win. I'd rather it be someone who has a different ideology or or a different approach to things, or him. But you know, not not someone who's sitting there screaming uh, fire in the back of the theater. Yeah, I understand that. It's just nice to create a little bit of mystique about people, yes. though, isn't it? He's an alien. <laughs> well, you mentioned aliens, and that was the one bit I had here that I wanted to share with you. I I found it, um, again, I, I spent a lot of time waiting for things online. That's, that's kind of what ends up happening. And so I, I found an article, which will link to another article, as always. <laughs> so what it is, I'll send this to you here, is there's a company called, or a website called hellofromearth.net. Okay. Which will allow you to send a text message to... Gliese fifty Gliese five eight one D, a planet twenty light years away that may or may not support life. You had until the twenty fourth of August two thousand and nine to submit a text and then you could go and see like the different different text messages that were there. So for thirteen <laughs> days they collected uh text messages and Ooh. You know, you can, can sit there and see. So there's a countdown 
for seeing how long it would take for the messages to reach the destination. There's still 18 years, 299 days, 20 hours, 41 minutes, 35, 4, 3 seconds to go. Oh, that's a countdown. The cool. distances, yes. It's pretty cool. And so it's a neat site. There's a lot of things in there, a lot of stupid people. Uh, invitations to barbecue, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. So I thought that was interesting. There's top message. You can search the messages, all kinds of stuff like that. It's hellofromearth.net. But apparently, it's not an original concept. In 1983, Hisashi Hirabayashi and a colleague used a radio telescope to send a message to Altair, a star approximately 16 light years away. The message is believed to have received Altair in 1999, consisting of 13 binary encoded messages, 71 by 71 pixels each, that showed, among other things, the characteristics of the solar system, the location of the planet, the known chemical elements, etc. Et There's like a picture of a fish crawling out of water, that like missing link kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the idea is that if they received the message and wanted to write back, it should be here in 2015. That's so, cool. You know, there's, there's a couple different uh, things referencing it, but um, put some links in the show notes with it. And so the the actual message you can get, um, you can see a graphic of it at this one site. Do you think we'll get a response? No, not a chance. And if we did receive a response, I, I don't think we'd know what to do with it. But why do all the pictures that we send out into space, why are we always naked? Why aren't we wearing t-shirt and jeans? This one, this email from uh, 1983 literally looks like one of those bootleg uh, Atari X-rated games you used to always hear about. Yeah. Now there's a, a thing in with the human brain, it recognizes patterns mm -hmm. and I've, I've seen th this thing probably on discovery or somewhere like that and they showed a, a card with some black spots on it mm -hmm. and they they had it upside down and you looked at it and you couldn't recognize it they turned the card around instantly bang like that you you saw it was a, a dalmatian dog that's because we know what a dalmatian dog looks like now you see these pictures what way are they going to hold them up if they print them out or look at them. I just don't see the relevance of sending something like this, of a fish crawling out of water onto land. It just doesn't... Mm. I know that's a fish crawling out of water because I know that black line there means water line yes. and the other line going up means land and that's a kind of fish because I know what a fish looks like. They might not know what a fish looks like. It could be a, a sluggy type of thing or... Yes. Something that we can't even fathom in our brains. I just wonder where the concept of that is. Do of course, you know, we send them pictures. They're bound to know what they are. Do you think that we... It's practical to do stuff like this? Should we be beaming uh, messages in, in every direction? I don't know. I don't know. Didn't they shut down part of SETI earlier this week as well? I think so. And there's a movie too, isn't there, where one of the things is the aliens come and they're like, well, you've been advertising, you've been here, you're drawing attention to us mm. the whole time. I don't know. What What do you think? Do you, do you reckon it's good to send out messages or just look for them? Because if everyone is, and when I say everyone, I mean all of life, is looking for these messages and no one's sending any messages, then kind of a... Waste of time. Yeah, it might be cynical, but I think it's best to listen, not send, because it's kind of like being uh, someone in in the slums of a city, and you're walking around. You know, excuse me, does anyone need orchestra tickets? I have orchestra tickets for today's show. Oh, look, I've dropped my Rolex watch. Yeah, you know, that's potentially could go that route, and I, I don't think. There's no guarantee that we're we're equipped to ever protect ourselves if we ever had to. No. It'd be different. Like, you, you'll go into, uh, like, the woods. You know, hunters will go in the woods and 
have no problem making a little bit of noise, drawing attention to themselves. It might not be efficient for hunting, but you're certainly not worried about what you might wake up when you're no, out there. that's right. But I, I'm not comfortable with this. And then it's never really... Well, like, I, I would... I think it's never going to work well once the bureaucracy gets involved and takes them four years to negotiate what exactly is going to be in the message. And I'm sorry, that looks too much like the Microsoft logo. I object to that. And, you know, our religion doesn't want this woman naked in this picture. Why can't you show her from the rear? And, you know, it's that you almost need someone to be like, yeah, you know what? I just made an executive decision. But at the same time, I've never felt with, filled with confidence on these people. Once you meet them on the Discovery Channel or something, it's you. You're the, you're the one who did this. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know whether it's it's. I I kind of there's no harm in listening, and the the natural things that we give off as a planet anyway, they're just going to be given off because we're we're in that time and place now where we we're sending so many signals and radio waves out into space that we can't control it can we right as as like a planet so that's just a natural um what's the word just naturally giving off these signals but to actually send off a big dirty big red light saying hello we're here may not be the the best solution i agree but it was it was an interesting find. I'm gonna to have to dig more through these "Hello from Earth" messages, and I mean, there's something about that that's kind of neat. But I would never want to pay for that. I mean, I this sounds like it was relatively free. It, if they were to collect twenty dollars from each person to send this message, I would have a problem with that. What if they just text you an extra cent? If they well, what? if if they text you uh, one extra cent per year, would you be would that bother you? Oh, no, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, I know that you get to the fuzzy area of where the line is, but generally my view on, on the whole, like, uh, taxes and such is when you contest those, when you vote things down like that, the things you lose are the the good stuff because the stuff that everyone complains about, whether it's teacher salaries or... Um, uh, you know, all this money being spent in, um, in like, mandated federal funds and uh, programs and stuff, it's all mandated. So, you, what's going to, like, in your school election, what's going to get cut is the band, the after-school sports, the convenience things, the new textbooks, because the money has to be spent in certain, you know, to send the kids, the really bad kids, to a reform school or, mm. you know, the the deaf child has to have an aid with them. Like those are, those are not open to debate or discussion. If you don't like the, the rate at which salaries are paid or, or the decisions that are made on some of the extra things, voting them down in a tax situation, you know, it's not going to have an immediate impact because those things a lot of times are union negotiated and all you got to, you got to instead vote for the people, the, the decision makers, you have to have good representatives out there. And it's the same thing, like for government stuff. If you know, you you have to have congressmen and presidents and senators and mayors and all who are going to spend the money in the way you think they should. If if you vote against the budget or a certain tax thing, all you're going to do is end up, I think, losing <laughs> losing the good stuff that was supposed to pay for. Yeah. The, the stupid stuff, you know. You can say, oh, it's not right that people get government aid and welfare if they can be drug addicts and all that stuff. Okay, well, that's not what you're really voting on. That's going to happen anyway until someone comes and changes the law. What you're voting on is whether the park is going to be open on Sundays. And and that's... So, like, a one-cent tax on the, on this. Like, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And I would say the people who who felt like that was poor expense... Like, NASA, they don't think NASA should get funding... Or, or think it should. It's not a budget vote. It's a administrator vote. You have to yeah to work direct your energy at. Okay, fair enough. Have you got so, anything else to add? Uh, not to these topics. No. I had one final thing for today. If you wanted, or I don't know if you had anything else. Uh, well, I've got one thing that's um, been on the Facebook page for a little while. It was from Matt Smith or Mega Matt on Twitter. It was uh. 
A young teen makes candles with manly scents. Um, Hart Main, age 13 of Marysville, Ohio, has launched a new company selling man cans candles, scented with what he considers odours like pizza, sawdust, bacon and baseball mitts. Now I think this is a great invention, because around Christmas time we always get like the scented candles out and it always smells like Christmas and stuff like that, but it's always nice to have a different smell. <laughs> and there Body are odor. Certain... Yeah, that's a great thing. Well, yeah, some some people's body odor is nice. Some people's isn't. <laughs> well, I think we all know that as well. But I, I like the smell of bacon, although I wouldn't want it all the time because your house would just feel greasy and oily. I think. But I was I was trying to think of um, smells that might I'd like in a candle, and if you bear with me, I'll just read some out. Uh, right. Well, obviously, we have the sawdust and bacon, which I like. Mm-hmm. Also, brand new carpet. You've got to have a brand new carpet smell. That is awesome. It's always nice to go into uh, a carpet showroom and you can... My kids jump on the, the big rollers of the carpet. I used to do it when I was a kid. I still feel like doing it every now and again <laughs> yep. when I'm yep. in the carpet. It just smells really nice. And when you have a new carpet laid in that room, you just walk in there and... That's All right, nice. now let me ask you this. You're in the carpet store. Yeah. You've wa- just watched a family do that, and then, you know, you place your order, and you see the, the clerk go, and he's like, yep, grabs that roll that they were just jumping on, and uh, says, okay, load that in the truck. It's going to the McManus family. Do you, are you, <laughs> you have a twinge of like, no, I don't want that one, even though uh... it's going to go on your floor. People are going to walk on it all the time anyway. Yeah. But do you I get that little you bit of like, oh, can't I have the one that's leaning on the wall? Yeah, the sticky kid that's just run all over it and gone, wiped his face on it. And now he hasn't got any sticky stuff around his face because it's on your carpet. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'd, I'd politely turn away and think that it didn't happen, I think. <laughs> and then when you get home, you'd keep going like, do you smell a bit of uh, jelly? Oh, it smells like man. jelly. Oh, no, Elton, there's nothing. No. Yeah, yeah, I think they. Were, I don't think they got the smell all out. It's still here. Jelly. Kids walking down the street with jelly <laughs> on their face. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, what else? Cut grass is nice smell. Mm-hmm. But I was speaking to a, a friend who came round a little while ago, and we were talking about these sort of smells, and new car smell was a, new, a nice smell. I'm, I'm not too sure about new car smell. They sell them. You can mm. buy new car smell fresheners and such. Yeah, but they go in your car, don't they? Yeah, well, there are air fresheners in general. I, uh, to me, that's the smell of like leather and plastic. And well, obviously, you buy posher cars than me. <laughs> leather in them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's okay in a clean car, I suppose. If you get into a, an a car that's grimy and dirty and you've got that new car smell, that just confused me, I think. It just mm. be, oh, okay, it smells really nice, but I open my eyes and it's really dirty. Horrible. <laughs> or if you had it in a, a candle and you put it in your front room and had new car smell in there, no, that's the wrong place for that. Everything's just going wrong now. Yeah. And then you walk into the kitchen, you've got your, your freshly cut grass candle burning away and you think, someone's cut the grass in this room. I don't know. <laughs> anyway so, but yeah that, that's all I've got for it could you add one more scent to there I don't know I'll tell oh. you what, one, one scent that you do not want in there then well I don't either wet dog or wet newspaper or put them together that is the worst smell in the world yeah I'm trying to think of what what other scent I might add there's see I like I like like on a rainy day, that kind of smell, and I like the smell of uh, certain foods. But a lot of that is classified as the okay candle. <laughs> yeah. Is there a smell for a, a thunderstorm are coming? I think so. There's like a dampness. Sometimes it's... It, it doesn't make sense, but I would say it's like a... It smells heavy. <laughs> I could go with that, yeah. The air smells heavy. Fair enough. Okay, go on and finish off. <laughs> All right. Well, my um, 
my little thing I had had to do with with language. I was helping my kids with a an essay project they had to write, and I was thinking, you know, I was trying to explain to them how you can vary the words, but you have to be careful. Two words might seem to have the same meaning, but but they're not. They uh, there's connotations to it. So I was curious to see what your reaction was to certain lists of synonyms. You know, see, which would you rather be, for example, in go through an apocalypse or go through Armageddon? Ooh, depends on what apocalypse it would be. So Is it a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I totally want to go through that. I think a lot of people want to go through that. <laughs> it's the style, I guess. Yeah, that, I guess it makes a difference. Well, like, would you rather be told that you look cute, handsome, dashing, or attractive? I, ooh, I don't know. Neither has ever been said, I suppose. <laughs> but each um, has its own little, you know, like, cute probably is the bottom of the list because it has this this extra bit to it that's not necessarily there, but... Go on, I'm not going to answer that one. But if you've got any more, then I'll I'll answer them. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's actually a whole little quiz in here. Let's see. Would you rather be caught with controlled substances, narcotics, or drugs by the police? Controlled substances. Is it better to tell someone that they're ignorant? Well, maybe not tell them. Would you rather describe one of your cousins as being ignorant, naive, or an uneducated naive yeah it makes it sound like it's not their fault right mm. yeah it's not your fault that you're stupid uh, is it better to make impulsive spontaneous or hasty decisions spontaneous yeah I think so too would you rather refer to a woman as a homemaker a housewife or a stay, stay at home wife <laughs> like which one do you uh, think is least offensive? Let's look at it that way. Least offensive. Home- what were they again? Sorry. Homemaker, housewife, stay-at-home wife. Stay-at-home wife, I'd say, was the least offensive. Hmm. Homemakers just, yeah, you're chained to the sink. All that crap. Let's see. If those were your choices, the first term, homemaker, is the most appealing by general consensus. So you're wrong. Fine. Um, which is the best way to describe someone as being poor? Broke? Indigent? Needy? Strapped? Broke. Let's see. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things like that. It was it got me thinking, and I was going to put together a whole list, and I thought, well, I wasn't sure how much time we'd have, but we can certainly revisit it down the road. Yeah. And people are welcome to send us, you know, send us an email or or a tweet or a Facebook post if you like, and just kind of three seemingly equal terms. You know, w- before looking at what you think would be the the most or least preferred, we'll be happy to kind of go through. And I think it's funny because some of them everyone will agree. It's like, oh yeah, you wouldn't want to call someone stupid; you'd call them naive. But other times it's you know, like Apocalypse, Armageddon. Eh, which one's worse? I, I don't know. There's some. Sometimes there's just a, a connotation to it, though, that you're like, I don't want to be the one. I'd rather be the other. I think they should be one-word questions as well. Would you like to be stupid, thick, or dumb? Well, yeah. Try to think that up, guys. Send us some stuff if you want. You can send it to bombastpodcast at podbean.com and put it in the comment section there. Or send us an email at bombastpodcast at gmail.com or tweet to SHC1970 or Elton McManus, all one word. So uh, I, we need a moral, though, for today's show. What did you say? Who wanna... cares? Who cares if <laughs> it doesn't matter if if they won the game 20 years ago? Yeah, okay. Don't base today's game on what happened 20 years ago. It shouldn't matter. Stats don't matter. Stats don't matter. 20-year-old stats don't matter. There we go. 20-year-old stats don't matter. All right. Bang. Nicely done. Got it. Anyway, we will see you guys in a week. 
yeah, around about weeks. So thank you very much for joining us and hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.